of good morning. My heart has been raised to an elevation of worship this morning. Praise God for this, uh, this time that we have. Um, you know that I'm the um, chaplain at the Western Kentucky Veterans Center right over there in Hanson. And uh, I, I always want to get a shout out to those guys out there. And I want to encourage you to pray for us. We, uh, we're still not open. You know how things were a long time ago. Uh, things are still kind of, uh, well, we're, we're trying. We're getting there. But we'll, we'll get there. We're open for visits. If you have a friend, a family member, a church member, we have one of your church members that is out there. So uh, come and visit that person. We'd love to have you. But I want you to pray for these guys. It's been a tough two and a half years uh, on them, so you pray for them. I want to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Second Chronicles chapter 27. Uh, if you can't find that in your Bibles, it's right after First Chronicles, so that ought to help you uh, along. You know, since the outbreak of COVID, church attendance has been at an all-time low. Some people are back. I'm glad to see so many of you here, but uh, a lot of people have not come back. It may be uh, fear of the virus that is still out there. Uh, or they, and I think this more, I think we've gotten out of the habit of coming to church. I used to always tell people if they visited the church three times in a row, three Sundays in a row, we got them, you know, uh, because that, that has become a habit now. Well, it's also become a habit to stay home. And they just wa watch the, uh, the church service on TV. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to get into talking about the people in our community who, uh, don't come to church, but yet they go grocery store and they go to restaurants, they go on vacation. That's not the purpose of this message, so I'm not even going to mention them. But the message today is to remind many that only watch, and in fact, uh, I, I want to, to tell you something. Y'all here in church, this is not for you. This message is, is for the guys watching on YouTube or you know, Facebook, whatever, however they're watching this service, uh, it's, it's for them. I do want you to pay attention, though, uh, because you might want to go home today and get on Facebook and uh, like the message, share it in your, for your people. Maybe it'll get a couple people to start coming back to church because I'm, the message is it's time for us to be back in church. Now, uh, we are glad that you are here we're glad for the people who watch online uh, but there are so many that are still not going to church uh, and I'm going to share one of the saddest stories in all of the word of God it's probably one that you've never heard in a sermon in fact I I even asked Dr. Maples uh, about it because I always like to back what I'm going to say with other men of God to see if they've seen the same thing. I, I don't see this anywhere. But uh, if you're not aware of this story, you're going to be shocked. It's not a story about rape or incest or war or stealing. A and yet, really, there's not a sadder uh, commentary in all the Word of God. It's a story about a father who did not feel that it was important to go to the house of God for worship, what we would call 
going to church. And, and it's a story of his influence that, that he had on himself, on his community, and on his child. Now, I want you to listen carefully to this message, and I, and I want you to take good notes. I, I want you to share this with as many people as you know that are not going to church of why they need to be coming back to church. Uh, the story, again, 2 Chronicles chapters 27 and 28. I know that worries some of you. I'm not going to read all of it, just a few verses. Uh, but I would like you to go home and read this and, and check me out, make sure that, that we're on uh, solid ground, as it were, as we preach. So uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 28, uh, 27. Let's start with 27. Verse 1 and 2, Jotham was 20 and 5 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. And verse 2, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Now, if you're one that writes in your Bible, you might want to circle that word right. He does right in the sight of the Lord. According to all that his father Uzziah did, how be it? There's another word. That, that's a word that means, but he entered not in the temple of the Lord, and the people did yet corruptly. So verse 2 again says, here's this man, he becomes the king, and he does everything that is right in the sight of God. How be it? He doesn't go into the house of the Lord. Now, it's obvious that this was a man that knew the Lord. He view, he's viewed in God's eyes as doing right, except for one area. He doesn't go to church. Now, there are some things that you may say that you learn from this passage, and, and uh, you've heard a lot of people, like, for instance, you can read this and say, you do not have to go to church to be a Christian. Now, how many times have you heard someone say that? I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Well, guess what? They're right. They're right. You do not have to go to church to be a Christian. There are some Christians that just do not attend church. I like the way Dr. Billy Graham put it. He said, you can no more become a member, uh, I mean, uh, become a Christian by going to church as you can become an automobile by sitting in the garage. So, you know, it, that's a, a true statement. You can be a Christian and not go to church. See, coming to church is a good way to hear the gospel, but it's not the way that you get saved. Your church attendance, you know, you're checking it off and you get in front of God and say, yeah, I went to church all the time. No, that's not going to help you. The Bible says we're saved by grace. Ephesians chapter 2, 8, 9, for by grace are we saved through faith. It's not of yourself, it is the gift of God, lest any man, not of works, lest any man should boast. Another lesson somebody might take away, you do not have to go to church to be a moral or righteous person. Again, verse 2 said he did right in the sight of the Lord, but he didn't go to church. So this tells us dogmatically that Jotham did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Verse 6 goes on to tell us the great things, some of the great things that Jotham did. He became mighty because he prepared his way before his God. So Jotham was upright. He was moral. And there are some moral people that don't come to church. Uh, we have people that will tell you 
I'm, I'd, I'd do a lot better than some of those people go down there at that church, you know. They're, they're more moral, more upright. And they're, sadly, that's a true statement. You can always find those in church that are either backslidden, you know. Um, they're, they're not doing what is right, but they're still coming to church. They're just not living right, so they, they're a bad example. You also have what Jesus taught with tares. Tares, they look like fruit, but they're not. They're just weeds. Now, we're not supposed to do anything with them um, lest we split the church. So, so far, I know it sounds like I'm defending these two, two things. But if you stop and listen, you can, you can say, if you stop now listening to this, you'll say, oh, that old preacher said, I don't have to go to church. Uh, don't, don't turn off yet. Um, I, I do say that you don't have to go to church to be moral. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. But listen to me, you do have to go to church if you're going to be obedient to God obedient to his word, and if you're going to grow as a Christian. You see, the Bible says, Romans 10, 17, and other places, that faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This is where you come and you learn more about your Savior. You learn more about your Christian walk. So we have to keep coming to church. We have to obey the word of God. The word of God says in Hebrews 10, 25, that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is, but we're to come together and exhort one another. See, this is the place we're supposed to come and be encouraged. We're supposed to come here and, and not only hear the word of God, but hear, um, how you doing? Glad to see you. Those are the kinds of things that, that make us feel good. So we come to church. It is a commandment of God. So I tell you again, those statements, although they're true, you do not have to go to church uh, to be a Christian, you don't have to go to church to be a moral person. You do have to come to church to be obedient. But in our text, we're, we're given three other good reasons why we need to be in church. You see, the story doesn't end with Jotham. And, and this is precisely what some people don't get. There are others that are affected by your actions. I want to share with you this morning why I believe we need to get back into church and be faithful in our attendance. The first reason is by attending, we set an example for our community. We set an example for our community. Uh, again, verse 2, he did that which is right in the sight of the Lord. Howbeit, he did not enter into the temple. But look at the last sentence. And the people did yet corruptly you know the word of god doesn't have to be very complex it, it's just all right there for us he did right in the sight of the lord he didn't go to church and he wasn't an example to the people so here is this man who ruled the nation for 16 years and uh, he doesn't have a positive influence on the people around him i think this is significant that of all the things that could be said about this man, we read in one sentence those three facts about his life. He didn't write, he didn't go to church, he didn't influence any of his peers. I don't think any of you, well, few of you may know William Gladstone. He was the Prime Minister of England back in the 1800s. And as he aged, and he was a, a godly man, 
as he aged, he became deaf, he became partially blind, and he still made it to church every Sunday. Now, what's interesting about that, someone asked him, um, Prime Minister, why do you go to church when you can't hear anything and don't see much? And, and he said, it's because I want people to know what is important in life, and I want them to know where I stand. You see, by coming here today and every Sunday, you are setting an example in your community. It's not like those two deacons I read about. They, they were out fishing one Sunday morning, and as they're sitting there on the lake, they hear the church bell calling people to worship. And one of them said, do you feel guilty that we're not in church? The other one said, no, my, my wife's homesick with the flu. I couldn't go to church. We have to learn, we have to understand that the world has set high standards and expectations for the Christian, whether we like it or not. This world is not going to be influenced by a Christian who does not attend his church faithfully. I wonder what the neighbors think when they, they see that Christian out on his uh, front yard mowing on Sunday morning. You know, you heard it said that your life may be the only Bible some people read. And we have to ask ourselves, what is your life declaring to them? By your testimony, not only does, do you influence your community, but I want you to see secondly this morning, by attending, we set an example for our children. We set an example for our community, but we're also setting an example for our children. Our, net, our text continues beyond the realm of society, and it hits the home as well. If you turn to page there, St. Chronicles, look at verse, uh, chapter 28, verse 1. It says, Ahaz, now this is Jotham's son. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. But he did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord like David, his father. So in this one generation, he went from not attending church to a son who uh, did, did, didn't serve the Lord. Jotham's influence, his example, led to his own son living his life without God. And I'm going to take it a step further. He, his influence allowed his son to become a servant of Satan. He, oh, well, let's read on. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, for he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, which is not a good thing, by the way. Um, they were idol worshipers and all that. He made also molten images of Balaam. Moreover, he burnt incense in the valley of the son of Himon and burnt his children in the fire after the abomination of the heathen whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. Verse 4 says, he sacrificed also and burnt offerings in high places and in the hills. This man was so wicked that he offered his own sons as a sacrifice to pagan gods. Molech was a god, and you've seen some of the, the idols where is a an animal, and the paws are out like this, and what they did is they rolled the child in into a burning fire. He was a worshiper of the devil. This king was so wicked that he, when he died, the people wouldn't bury him with the rest of the kings. 
It, it says in verse 27, when he died, that he was just buried in Jerusalem somewhere. They had no respect for him. So let me put this all together for you this morning. Jotham, Ahaz's father, refused to go to church, and, and Ahaz was going to make it, was sure to make it to where no one else was able to go either. If you drop down to verse 24 of our text, it says, And Ahaz gathered together uh, 24. Ahaz gathered together the vessels of the house of the Lord and cut in pieces the vessels of the house of God. These are the things that they used in the worship of God. The labor, the, the things that you prepared for worship. And he shut up the doors of the house of the Lord, and he made altars in every corner of Jerusalem. And in every several city of Judah, he made high places to burn incense unto gods and provoked the anger of the Lord, God of his fathers. So one father refuses to go to church, the next generation closed the church. He figured, my father doesn't need church. Well, neither do I, and neither does anybody else. You know, I can remember back years ago uh, when I was in seminary, we heard of a report the Barna Group put out, and they, they polled people who were in church. 93% of, of children attended church when they grew up when their parents attended church, 93%. When both parents, uh, the the shocking part of that is you won't you won't believe this. Fifty five uh, attended regularly if only their dad went to church, and only fifteen percent stayed if only mom went to church. Wow, but ninety three percent of the children stayed in church if both of the parents went to church. That tells us that the example of the parent is is more important than any church program, any Sunday school program. You can't, you can't force people to go to church, but ch children will follow their parents. See, a long time ago, I learned that what one generation accepts in moderation, the next generation will take to excess. It takes only one generation of minimizing church attendance to close the church in the next generation. And that should break our hearts. Parents who have a casual attitude of, about church will have a better chance. Parents who don't have a casual attitude of, of atten church attendance will have a better chance of having their children staying in church. The greatest tragedy of Christians who do not feel it important to attend church is the tragic consequence that it makes to their children. My wife and I attended church when we were first married in, in Central Florida. And uh, there was a lady who every Sunday brought her three little girls. Boy, they were just like stair steps, you know, beautiful girls. And, and uh, every Sunday they'd come to Sunday school, they'd stay for church and all dressed up really nice. And then one day they didn't come to church. See, dad didn't come to church. And, and mom was bringing them. But apparently dad gave the girls the option. You want to stay home and watch cartoons or do you want to go to Sunday school with mom? Of course the kids are going to stay home and watch cartoons e even if it was just you know the underdog back in that day and time 
But of those three girls, none of them attended church. None of them had good relationships with men. Um, they married, divorced. One of them never married. All of them had children. None of them had anything to do with their children. They just left them with mom for mom to raise, grandma. You see, the influence that we have is overwhelming. Beloved, here is why we need to make an effort to be in church. Following in the footsteps of every adult, every parent are these little children, youth. And they are not following what you say. They're going to follow what you do. So we have Jotham, who is a man, the Bible says, did right in the sight of the Lord, but he entered not in the house of God. He refused to go to worship. Yes, he lived a moral life. Um, but his son, his nation were not affected by his life. And they turned wicked. I'm afraid for the coming generation. I think we all should be for if we continue this attitude of church attendance. Now, during the pandemic, churches did well to have an online presence. And I know that we have people who are sick that can only see it online, so we need to continue that. We have people who work on Sunday, so this is a great benefit to them. But I'm talking about those who are able. They're just out of the habit. It is time. It's past time that we get back in church. And parents, if we want our children to know that church is important, we must demonstrate that it is important. We need to be in church ourselves, and we need to be an example both to our community and to our children. One last thing before we close. I think this may be the most important thing. Uh, by attending your church, by attending church, your children will know where to turn in times of trouble. You're still there in chapter 28. Look at verse 22. And in the time of his distress, this is Ahaz, in the time of his distress, did he trespass yet more against the Lord? This is that King Ahaz. For he sacrificed unto the gods of Damascus, which smote him. And he said, listen to what he said. Because the gods of the kings of Syria helped them, therefore will I sacrifice to them that they may help me but they were the ruin of him and all Israel. You get that? Isn't that a powerful passage? One of the greatest promises of God's word to you as parents is Proverbs 22, 6, when it says, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. Listen, many a parent have carefully and prayerfully raised their children, trained their children, and prayed for their children, but they watched them go off away from the Lord for a season, but something would happen, some consequence of their sin would pop up into their lives and they remembered their parents that prayed for them. They remembered their parents that took them to church. And so they returned home and they got right with God. But what a tragedy when a child has no training, has no place to turn when they come to a crossroad in their life. Beloved, many a child has come to a time of distress in their life, and when there was no place to turn, they turned to wrong relationships. They turned to drugs. They turned to alcohol. These kids had times that they needed to reach out to someone, but they didn't know even the name of a pastor or name of a Sunday school teacher. They didn't have any positive influence. And I'm concerned for this generation that will not know where to turn 
unless we get back to church. I'm concerned for our generation that says that they'll go to church when it's convenient. Especially when we read what happened to Ahaz, who closed the doors of the church because his father felt it was unimportant. I do not know what, if you ever heard what happened after the Second World War in the Pacific. Uh, when the Japanese were defeated, they looked at it as that the gods of the Americans, of the Allied forces, defeated the gods of the Japanese. That's how they felt. And so they started looking at the gods of America. And they found out it was money. And so the Japanese people have made money their god, and they've been doing a bankrupt job ever since. Again, I say that it's time for us to get back to church faithfully. Where are your children going to turn when crisis comes into their life? Do they know that they can come to their pastor? They can come to their Sunday school teacher? Do they even know who their Sunday school teacher is? We need to set an example for our community, for our children, and we need to give our children a place to turn in times of trouble. Don't let the sad story be your legacy. It's time to get back in church faithfully. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would just allow us to see the importance of church attendance, of being here, listening, praying, being involved, getting into our community, helping other people see, but especially our children. I ask you, O oh God, to let this message resonate in our hearts. Help us to share this message with as many people as we can. And we'll be careful to give you the praise, the honor, the glory for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. church attendance it's not how you become a christian how you become a christian is to accept him as your lord and savior to believe to repent which means to turn around from the the sinful things the bad things that we've done and to give your life and heart to him if if you have reached that decision or if you would like to talk to someone about reaching that decision we invite you now as we sing to come and uh, one of our deacons will be down front. Uh, if you desire help, the altar is open for prayer. Um, so would you stand together as we sing?